Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We're back. <laughs> Woo! Yes, sir. Absolutely. In the studio. Look at that. It's so good to see y'all's faces. Man, I've never missed two men so much in all my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. It is good to be back here. JC and I got to hang out a little bit. Man, we got to go to Michigan. We rented a car and they upgraded us to a, what was Woo! that, an Audi? An Audi, so yeah, an, baby. An Audi, that's it, an Audi, man. It was like two rednecks in a very nice car, dude. We were flying down the road in Detroit. We got yeah, we got off in a couple places. of neighborhoods that I think maybe were, uh, we almost died. But we got back on the interstate and, and headed out. I've never seen JC so scared in all my life. Did it you went park- from really nice to really bad really quick. Did you park the <laughs> Audi at the Quality Inn where you stayed? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> right up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures, man. It looked like you guys had a great time. We did. Hey, we want to thank IFB Sasquatch and Will and Brian, you know, those two guys from the church split that ride on our coattails. We want to thank them for setting all that up. And uh, we had a great time there in Michigan. I tell you what was incredible, boys, is having the RFP network in place and able to step right in. And they delivered yeah. five excellent excellent episodes yes i mean we had uh, clay and josh with the young baptist podcast just did a phenomenal phenomenal oh, yeah. podcast we had the four freedom podcast james and john they stepped in and really knocked it out of the park hey and who i got to there? meet james this weekend at the debate he was there i didn't even know nice. who he was i shook his hand he's like hey dude and i was like yeah what's <laughs> your name he was like i'm james safford i was like what's up brother and they're going to be recording a live episode in bourbon missouri Nice. Oh, yeah. We, that's going to be fun. We also had the 26 Letters podcast with David and Sam. They always do an amazing job. Their podcast is quality. Is so clean. And, and the way they play off of each other, that yeah. husband and wife dynamic really comes through. And then no yep. relation at all, but John Groves and the PK podcast, man, he is professional. Yes. That boy can talk as clear as anybody I've ever heard speak in my yes. life. And I was yeah, like, he John and Eli did a he and Eli did a great job, and I don't know about the yeah. guy they interviewed, but it was it yeah. was still pretty quality. It's like, oh wait, that story again. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, that was a different version. Uh, that was a different ra- version. And then church split. They they did an okay job. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, it and Will was for, it was all right for doing that. Yeah. Hey, but the church split did have a killer live stream the other day. That was that was some quality stuff. Yeah. Yes, and sir. I'll be honest. Hanging out with Will and Brian in Michigan was awesome. We got to go eat at the El Porch with them after the meetup and just got El to hang patio. out with Will. El Patio, that's it. El Patio. I knew it was one of those things you sit on. El Porch. But, uh, we got to go hang out and afterwards, El Porcho. Oh, hanging out with Will and Julius, you know, that was a good time just getting to know them. And uh, man. Detroit was on a whole nother level. That was fun. Yes, it was. Yeah, I got a chance to see all the pictures. That's all I got to experience. And, you know, it's crazy. (laughs) You guys don't invite me when y'all go hang out and drive an Audi and stay at a quality inn. That is not true. leave me completely You were 100% invited. You were invited. (laughs) Uh, I've never felt so rejected in all my life. And I tell you, 
just an incredible service um, at the church there. I mean, the worship team was next level. Um, absolutely just some of the best worship. And then Josh Combs, he delivered a fire message that night. And, yes, uh, he I, did. I loved everything about that meetup. It was just cool to be in a different place and to meet family up there that we see each other on social media and they reach out in email. But when you can put faces with names in person, it just takes it to a whole nother level. I tell you, as cool as it was to be in Michigan, and it just had that that Statesboro RFP meetup feel, just like it was in Michigan. It it has me so excited about Bourbon, Missouri, coming up in just a few days. I'm fired up for that. Meetup. Yeah, one thing was definitely missing in Michigan. That was Matt Dudley. Matt Dudley. Well, Brian Edwards was missing too, but, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, we, I, we I, like I, Matt Dudley a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, I feel the love. Trust me, I feel the love. <laughs> man, oh, man, spots are filling up really quick. We still have a few spaces that are available. We would love for you to come and be with us. You can go to recoveringfundamentalist.org, click on the RFP Meetup tab, and come and hang out with us in Bourbon, Missouri. We're going to start on Thursday evening. we got snacks and a service that's going to happen that night. And then it's just hangout the rest of the night, sharing stories. And then Friday, we've got a great breakfast. RFWP is going to be recording a live episode along with For Freedom Podcast. They're both going to do a live recording. We're going to have mixed bathing. The pool's going to be open. Come on. <laughs> From like 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's where this fat boy is going to be. You bet your sweet baby, I'm going to be sitting out tanning in Bourbon, Missouri. I promise <laughs> to the RFP fam that I will post lots of pictures of that. So oh, will I. No. I don't care. <laughs> uh, and then that night, we're going down to the Ridge Church with Matt Dudley. Yes. And man, we've got their worship team's going to lead us in Woo. some incredible music. Dudley's going to bring a word. And then we're going to record a live episode, have a Q&A. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. I am, I'm fired up just to get around family because what we're learning is this family is big. This family has a lot of different type of people in it. Um, you know, there's some folks that you'll you'll you won't go on vacation with them, but you'll cry at their funeral. You know what I mean? <laughs> and our <laughs> RFP fam is big and strong, and the community page is continuing to grow. And man, I just I love everything about this. Can y'all believe we're almost to two years that we've been doing this? We're closer to wow. two years. Than I really can't. I was, that does not even compute. I was thinking about that. I was like, we literally did this all through COVID, and January is coming, and we're going to be at two years already that that's we've been insane. sitting looking at each other on a computer screen. Yeah, you know, and I think that's too. It's nuts. You know, one of the reasons I missed it so much because this has become a regular part of our rhythm. It's become a regular part of our lives. You yeah. know, in the same way that people go to a small group and they talk about Jesus and they encourage one another and they share scripture and they cry and they laugh together. You know, what, what the RFP family doesn't get to see is we are that in one another's lives. And when the camera's not rolling, we yeah, yeah. are, you know, encouraging one another and sharing our needs and, and the things that we go through. And, and I really found that missing, not just the recording, but the friendship mm -hmm. and the camaraderie that we have, the brotherhood that we have. I really miss that. I was preaching Sunday night. Uh, we split our middle school and high school up and I was preaching to our middle schoolers and uh, was talking about how to survive middle school and it was about friendship and I was talking about you know show me your friends I'll show you your future I just gave somebody PTSD because they've heard that a lot um, oh yeah but I was talking about the people you hang out with is who you're becoming and I said you know as you get older 
the older you get, the less friends you have. It's quality versus quantity. I yes. said, you know, I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time making friends. I have a lot of people that are acquaintances, but true friends. I said, I would say I probably have two, maybe three excellent friends. I said, there's two guys I'm on a podcast with. I would consider them best friends. I was like, you know, acquaintances, oh, yeah. acquaintances won't call you out on your crap. I said, but these two guys will. I said, and they're there for you, and you know you can depend on them. And, and man, I missed y'all. My wife, Kim, the other night, she was like, man, you just need to go record a podcast. You're driving me nuts. I was like, let's get out. Let's, I about called y'all and said, y'all just want to talk, and we'll record something. <laughs> well, that's but about I as mushy. Say, boys, I have missed y'all. Uh, hang on. It's going to get a little bit more mushier. Okay, I just wanted go, to say I do miss y'all a lot, and uh, I, I – I was thinking Sunday night as I was preaching, I was like, I'm glad two years ago, God knew I needed a friend. Because you guys know how it is in ministry. It's a lonely place sometimes. Yes. And you have people that'll be your friends, but when you have to pastor and be friends, it kind of puts that weird division between you. And um, I've had some good friends that have shared some stuff, and then it was pastor. It wasn't friend. And uh, man, I needed I needed that. And just hanging out with Nate up in Michigan, I was like, man, Nate, you guys are my buddies, and um, yes. I love y'all to death. Yep. And I'm there is no no two people I'd rather be doing this podcast with than you two. And I'm just I'm glad to be here, glad to be back. Like my we are back, vibrating. baby. Woo, we Man. are. And that is Let's so that. mushy. That is so mushy for you, JC. I mean, like I literally almost just spontaneously broke out into Celine Dion. The heart <laughs> will go on. I mean, I just felt that. Like welling up in me, and I didn't even get a chance to this, even sing it. This this sabbatical has changed me. <laughs> hey Nathan, I, I almost, I almost, I almost wanted to go to North Carolina to a debate, but I decided not to. Yeah, it didn't change me that much. Yeah, Ain't Nathan, going. Nathan, you you feel the love from us, but I'm wondering, did you feel the love this past weekend? Boy, I felt the love this past weekend, and I'm telling you what, we had a lot of the RFP fam there, and the yeah. craziest thing was the two or three days before the 14th, when I headed to Rockwell, North Carolina, I probably got two or three hundred messages on Twitter, Facebook, Messenger, uh, text messages, just people, emails. Just saying they were supporting me, that they were they were rooting for me, they knew I was standing up for them, and man, I just I don't think I've ever felt any more support for anything I've ever done than that. Like I was going in there knowing there was an army behind me. Be honest, how many Bibles did you sign? <laughs> I signed one notebook that, oh. that had notes. I signed right beside Mitch Knupp's name. She got his signature first, and they got my. And then one of the RFP fam, just as a joke, said, I got to show you something. He opened his Bible to a page where, like, Jack Hiles, all kinds of, like, big time name signatures. And he's like, Would you sign this page with all these preachers? I said, Yes, I will. So I signed my name and my favorite verse. So, yeah, I did sign one Bible and one notebook. But I, I went to confessional and asked for forgiveness. So I'm okay. Yeah, I appreciated that so much in that book. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I appreciated that call that you made to me confessing, and uh, just so you know, I do forgive you. But, <laughs> but you know, the thing that, by the way, I hope you felt the love for me on Twitter after the debate because I've been calling out oh, all of the false statements for which there is a multitude oh, yeah. of them. By the way, I love this. Virtually, 
nothing that he said was actually factual. And then the guys are still like, man, I believe my King James only. I'm sticking with this perfect word. And uh, which one's perfect, the 1611 or the 1769? Um, But it really frustrated me, Nathan, because, you know, we are brothers and we are friends. And when Cody stood up the Sunday after the debate and accused you of using tactics to seduce the bride, which would partner you with Satan on his mission to seduce the bride, that really made me angry mm. because, you know, mm-hmm. you, you so conducted yourself so well. You shared God's word. You were kind. You addressed them as brothers in Christ. And then for him, for the sake of saving face and maintaining his level of manipulation and control over his congregation, he's going to accuse you of seducing the bride. But I'm going to tell you, that that built a fire inside of me because it was wrong. Uh. Well, I do want to say that while I was there, they were... Gracious hosts. They were very kind. They prepared my wife a basket, a very nice gift basket. They actually gave me a love offering and took care of me. Cody took me to his office, sat me down. We talked. We hung out. He's a big Georgia fan. We talked about college football. And then he actually introduced me to Mitch, and we prayed together before the debate. So, I mean, the, the people in the church, everybody treated me with class and I really respect that. And I do think he did a pretty balanced job moderating it. And I, I think that's partially because our people were after him and, and had his feet to the fire. But yeah, guys, I, I absolutely had a great experience. It could be that I was tweeting him during the debate because I saw him back there on his phone. I said, hey, Cody, I see you back there moderating while you're reading your Twitter. One, you might want to keep the crowd quiet so the online folks can hear. That's what a good moderator does. said, two, your guy is preaching a reused sermon that he's preached a thousand times during a debate. And three, is that really the best that you can do? Oh, no. Well, he he didn't respond, though. (laughs) Well, when a guy claims... He responded to Brian. (laughs) He said, and I quote, I'm done responding to you, Groves. Well, when a guy claims that 90% of the world speaks English, <laughs> when only 13 to 17% <laughs> actually speak English, I mean, does he not realize there's a country called China where there are so many people who don't speak English that it would be impossible for 90% of the world to speak English? But I will say this, that is one of the more accurate things he said. <laughs> well, I will, <laughs> I will say this, that when Knup was going on about German, I was putting German in our group chat on the Facebook group. I was, I was speaking some German. I was like, hey, Bob, is this right? I, if I've spelled something wrong, I do apologize to the RFP fam. <laughs> oh, man. You did a great job. It, it, was like, it was like a little brother up there nailing it, man. You, you, I, I didn't have words at certain times. I was just writing the word boom over and over again. I was like, boom, <laughs> boom. Boom! It was Dude, great. I, fe- I felt both of your support, your prayers, and man, I love you guys. And that who was, had your phone? That was did you nobody. have your phone on you? It, it died. It was live. My oh. phone was live streaming, and it died. That's why we lost the the feed. I was texting you. I was like, Nate, if you need help, blink twice. Nate, if you need help, <laughs> tug on your ear. I wonder why you didn't. You weren't picking up your phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did take a videographer with us 
Josh Chapman came through big time for us. He works for Great. Gospel Light here in Anderson. And uh, so we captured two different angles, three different audio streams. So we are going to be posting the the video. And, and Cody's church uh, has actually posted it up to YouTube. You can find it. But we're going to be posting our own just so nothing ever happens to it. Cool. Man, that is awesome. By the way, JC and I were having the funniest conversation, and my inability to figure out technology was on full display. <laughs> I was dropping some comments, but I it kept posting as the recovering fundamentalist. And JC's <laughs> like, switch to your own name. I'm I like, thought it was you, Nate. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how to switch to my name. How do I do that? That's so I looked. Funny. JC, just so you know, I tried. And then finally, I just gave up, and I'm like, I am the recovering fundamentalist. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I was sitting in the group chat and just watching all these messages going there, recovering fundamentalist, and I was like, is Nate, is Nate live commenting? What is happening right here? And then Brian texts me and goes, I don't know how to do it for my name. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Papa. Here we go. <laughs> We've been building up something on social media for the last few days you know, the big debate that you were in, that really captivated a lot of attention. And then lately the RFP has been getting a ton of attention from different pulpits. It's been an insane Ooh. four weeks, guys. We've been talked about more than Jesus from most pulpits in the Independent Baptist <laughs> Church. But weeks. Yeah, exactly. You'd think but they could find something better to preach about. <laughs> yeah, you would think. But tonight, we've got a huge surprise, and I think JC needs to break out his best radio voice and set this <clears> up <throat> as if you were announcing for a football game and they were just getting ready to cross over into the end zone. This is a big surprise. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the new podcast intro. Let's go! <laughs> The Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast begins in three. These podcasts, <laughs> podcasts, that sounds like a convention of beans or peas to me. I'm podcast. Listen, in these Recovering Fundamentalists, they don't know the Bible either. What are the fundamentals? Inerrancy, virgin birth of Jesus Christ, Amen. substitutionary atonement, Amen. bodily resurrection Amen. of Christ, and the authenticity of miracles. Two. I am not a recovering fundamentalist. They're everywhere. They're all over the internet. They want to be, uh, what do they call it? Recovering from fundamentalism. They're everywhere. And I think to myself, well, you were just stupid to begin with. And if there's such a word, you're stupider now. We ain't recovering from nothing, good neighbor. We're reviving from the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, man, Everybody wants to focus on recovering. Oh, you're recovering. Oh, you need yeah. help. You need therapy. You're recovering. Let's focus on fundamentalist. We're recovering fundamentalism back from people who have hijacked it. We are biblical. Phew. Family, we are the fundamentalist. Man. That'll make a Baptist want to speak in tongues right there, boys. One. I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, we better stay uh, in the old paths. But what are the old paths? I've heard that my whole life, and nobody's ever been able to tell me what the old paths or the old time religion really is because it's whatever 
era you mm-hmm. overly romanticize in your mind as being when the church was That's right. Mm. Like it, lump it, pump it, jump it, take it across the street and dump it. We've raised a generation that is ashamed of our forefathers and act like they were somehow done wrong in the way they were brought up and they were damaged and they were scarred because they were raised in a home that had standards and convictions and kept them on the old time way. You got their number, boys. Y'all thought you started the podcast. You went and started a movement. Thanks for joining us for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Make sure to stay tuned at the end of the show to hear more about the RFP sponsors. Now, here's your host for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, Nathan Cravat, J.C. Groves, and Brian Edwards. Hey, everybody. What an incredible, incredible intro that was right there. (laughs) That is fire. I'm telling you what, it was hard to beat the first one, but I think you just did it. Dude, that was absolutely incredible. And guys, we need to give a big shout out to Sam yeah. Jones who helped us out with that. And Sam Jones works for a radio network and he does some voiceover stuff on the side. So if you're needing something done yeah. out there, get in touch with us. We can put you in contact with Sam. He did a great job. He and I have met together two or three times going over this. JC started the whole ball rolling and stayed after us. Man, we made edit after edit after edit, switching clips in and out. And, man, it turned out amazing. That was so good. Oh, yeah. I I, I got to be honest. I was a little nervous that we were never going to be able to beat Cowboy Kyle with that first intro. That, the first intro is still fire. Like, that's the, yes, that's the gold standard. Like, you – you're never going to be better than that. I yeah, mean, this one is. is right there with it. But Sam, he's part of the RFP fam. And here's the deal. Two years ago, almost now, when we started this episode with zero downloads, we just pulled some sermon clips and thought this is the direction we want to go. Who would have thought almost two years later we'd be sitting well over a million downloads, we'd have all these guys preaching about us and have enough to fill up a intro with. And that's not even all the clips that we could have no. used, but we wanted to keep it under two minutes and 50 seconds. Man, I'm going to tell you what, guys. You know, people were commenting on Twitter like, please don't let the old intro go. It can never be that good again. But, man, it listen, is. to trade, I sucked my thumb till I was 14 years of age for that Oh, dude, that is classic. Dude. And I'll be honest, I'm glad there's no there's no Steven Anderson on there, which I'm really oh, yeah. happy about. I didn't want to give that guy any more credit for anything ever. But we did trade him out for your buddy Sluter and Cody Zorn. I mean, come on. I mean, that's kind of like a highlight reel of Nathan's friends to eat sushi with, so <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> yes! And I tell you what, the line that Matt Dudley dropped is incredible. You guys thought you were starting a podcast and you went and started a movement. And Dude. that's what this is. I mean, who would have thought two almost two years ago now that this would be doing what it is doing? And the, the amount of people that's part of the RFP fam, there's some talented folks in here from graphic designers to photographers to musicians to preachers to voiceover to radio. I mean, we've got folks that are all over the place. In fact, guys, I didn't tell you this, but uh, a gentleman named Adam up in Michigan that was at the meetup, uh, he was the chauffeur for Chris Tomlin this weekend at a concert, and he threw him in the car and turned on the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast as he was driving him from the airport to the concert, and he's like, so Chris Tomlin's a big fan of the RFP now, and I was like, hey, 
Who knows? Let's get, he grew up independent fundamental Baptist, so Chris, you need to come on the podcast, buddy. Well, and yeah, I think that we, would be incredible. Yes, it would. And I think we need to make it clear because, you know, we'll be accused of that we took Matt Dudley over into this room and paid him some of our massive fortune that we're getting as a result of the RFP <laughs> to make that statement. But the cool thing about that statement is Matt Dudley made that to us uh, because he believed it. He didn't. He never yeah. knew that was going to be used. I never knew that statement was no. going to be used. That was mm. when he was just sharing what was on his heart. And uh, to think that a guy of the quality of Matt Dudley would deem the RFP movement just that, a movement, guys, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I think all of our faces when he said that line was just – I mean, we were just kind of in shock that that was – I don't think it had sunk in yet what this yeah. podcast has become. And it's more than just us talking into a microphone. It's it's taken a life of its own. And yeah. the RFP is not just Brian, Nathan, and JC. The RFP is all of us. It's a yeah. it's a family. There's a bunch of us. It is. And when we first started this podcast, we said, we agreed that there was one topic that we wanted to talk about. And every episode, we've gotten around to it somewhere. And that is the gospel. The gospel Amen. of Amen. Jesus Christ. And that's why we wanted to come back with this very first episode. Guys, are we in season two? Is this season two this of the RFP? This is season two. Let's just I mean, go that, with that it. That was the longest first season. 75 <laughs> episodes of the Woo! longest first season ever. So I think we're in season two. And Let's make season two 25 episodes. And then we'll there we go. Yeah, we can, we can do that. But we wanted to start off by calling this Recovered by the Gospel. And JC came up with that name, and I absolutely love that name because it takes the focus off of us, not that we are recovered, that we recovered, but that the gospel recovered us. So let's talk about the gospel just a little bit, guys. One of my favorite verses in Scripture is the verse that that, uh, launched the 116 movement, and I know we're all fans of that, and that is Mm -hmm. Romans 116, and it says, For I am not ashamed. Wait a second. Romans 1.16 in your ESV Bibles today. Go ahead and open it. I'm thankful I have the very words of God in my hand, inspired, infallible, inerrant. Come and the on. very words of God say, For I Amen. am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Man, I am so thankful that we have something to talk about. We don't have to talk about numbers. We don't have to talk about false history. We can talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the good thing about it is not just having that verse on a page, but having and believing that verse in your heart, because that frees you from manipulative invitations. That Mm. frees you from high pressure sales. When you're in a conversation with someone that frees you from emotionalism. It frees you from all of that because when you believe the gospel, you believe the gospel is the power of God to salvation. You believe the power of salvation is in the gospel. So if you preach the gospel or you share the gospel, it doesn't need your help. It doesn't need your Mm. sensationalizing. It doesn't need your manipulation. It doesn't need anything. The gospel is powerful enough to save even the most wretched of sinners. I'm a living testimony of that. 
Amen. And the gospel is not just for salvation. The gospel is what gives us hope and strength yeah. and joy and courage to live out every day. And right here in the middle of 2021, we can live out audacious faith with confidence because we are built on the gospel, expecting the unexpected, not worrying about everything around us, but using the wisdom and asking God for clarity as the gospel continues mm. to help us grow to become more like him. Yeah, one of my favorite preachers always talks about the gospel is for all of life. We yeah, are yes. called to live in the gospel. We're called to preach the gospel to ourselves. It's not just what gets us through the door into the kingdom. Yeah. It is the power of God for salvation. But we live by the gospel. The gospel affects all of our lives. And I think too many times we grew up in that culture where the gospel was just you stand and preach, turn or burn, and once you pray the prayer, well, the gospel's done. Now you just start living. Well, you know, the gospel is the treasure of the church. It's the greatest thing we have. It's the greatest thing that can have us. It's the foundation and the building. It's the message and the method. It's the bow and the arrow mm. and the target. Yeah. The gospel is Come the on. reason we exist and our reason for existing. The gospel yeah. is everything without the gospel we are nothing we have nothing and by the way the criteria of a biblical church is that a biblical church believes practices teaches and disciples people in and through the gospel amen you know what i love about that brian is matthew five sixteen. it tells us to shine our light before all men that they can see our good works and glorify our father in heaven the gospel we don't live we, we're not saved from good works but we're saved for good works mm. because of what he's done in us because what the gospel is producing in us we're going to look different there's going to be something about us we're never called just to blend in we're called to stand out I, I took my kids we were on vacation a few weeks ago down in Orlando and uh, we drove past this farm and there's a bunch of horses out running and then my son goes hey that horse looks different the horse had stripes and sure enough we pulled over him there was a zebra out there that had been raised with the horses it thought it was a horse but it definitely stood out and as the gospel is changing us we're going to stand out just like that zebra oh, yeah. did in that field man that's awesome one of the one of the things i love about the gospel is that the bible is clear about the gospel and what the gospel is but there are so many different beautiful pictures of the gospel mm. and so many different ways to present the gospel so we decided that we would just each one of us take a few minutes just to share the gospel in our own words, as if we were sharing the gospel with someone for the first time. JC, how do you share the gospel? What is a, a word picture that you use to paint the gospel? Yeah, I say we're separated from God. You have to understand a God who is just and holy cannot look over our rejection and our rebellion of him. But a God who is love and mercy will not leave us helpless and hopeless. And that's why mm. he sent Jesus to step into history, to live a perfect life, to die a criminal's death, to be buried, but to rise again so that you and I can have salvation through Jesus to get to God. Mm. We give him the steering wheel of our life and say, God, we're giving you complete control. We take our hands off and say, God, here I am. Here's all of me. And a God who is just and holy and love and mercy, the power of redemption takes place. Rescue comes, and you are mm. saved and set free. Amen. Wow. That is good, man. JC, that is absolutely beautiful. The gospel is, is personal, mm. and the gospel is powerful. That's amazing. 
Hmm. Brian, what about you, dude? Well, you know, the gospel is more than Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Um, I like to say to people, the gospel is Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Because if Jesus hadn't been obedient in every way, had he not been sinless in every way, had he not completed the work of ministry and redemption in every way, then he would have been unqualified to die on the cross. And had he been unqualified to die on the cross for our sins, he would have died, been buried, and there would have never been a resurrection. So the gospel of Jesus begins with the birth of Jesus. It celebrates the sinless life of Jesus. It includes the teaching of Jesus. It embraces the miracles of Jesus. It focuses on the cross of Jesus and it heralds the news of the empty tomb of Jesus, but it doesn't stop there because it also anticipates the return of Jesus for those who are Mm. changed by its power. The gospel Mm. is Jesus. And when you stay focused on the intensity of the gospel, you are keeping your eyes squarely and wholly and solely on Jesus. He is the Amen. gospel. I want you to understand what Jesus did for us. We were the mm. ones who had done wrong. We were the ones who deserved the wrath of God. And had God given us what we deserved, he would have punished us with full force. But when God was coming down With the weight of the full force of his wrath, Jesus stepped between us and the punishment that we should have received was laid on Jesus for us. And because Jesus took our punishment through the payment of Jesus, we are freed from the wrath of God. Mm. Amen. Come on, dude. That's good. So, Nathan, you gave the gospel clearly this past week. How would you give the gospel? One of my favorite ways to share the gospel is to basically take it all the way back to Genesis 1-1. The Bible starts with God. In the beginning, God. He created everything. The, The good news is God's story. It's all about Him. Uh, John Piper wrote a book called God is the Gospel. God is the good news. It's all about Him. So when God created us, he created us in his image, and he created us for relationship. We're made in the image of God. God lives in eternal community, in perfect community, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, a perfect, loving community, and he made us for relationship. God made us for four primary relationships. The first relationship is with God. We were created to worship him, to know him, to love him, to live in relationship with him. And Adam and Eve in the garden in their sinless state, God would come down and walk with them and talk with them and explain things to them. And they had this loving relationship. There was no fear. There was no hiding. But the second relationship God created us for was with ourselves. In the garden, mankind had peace within themselves. There was no regret, no shame, no guilt, no fear. Then they were created for relationship with each other. That's the third relationship. And there was perfect, loving relationship. You couldn't tell where Adam stopped and Eve started. They were living in love and perfection. And it was, it was just beautiful. And the fourth relationship was with the creation around them. And God created them to have dominion and to rule over the earth. And they lived in perfection. And little did they know that sin could destroy all four of those relationships. And when they were deceived by Satan and 
believed the lie that they could be like God, the first relationship with God was destroyed. And sin always separates us from a holy God. Well, when that relationship with God was destroyed, then man felt guilt, man felt shame. They started doing good works to cover their sin. They ran and hid from God, and they they were living in this uh, state of chaos within themselves rather than peace. So the relationship within themselves was broken. And then what happens? Adam and Eve start fighting with each other. Adam blames God for giving him the woman. Then he blames the woman for the sin. So they're automatically divided. And that relationship with each other, the third relationship was destroyed. And then the fourth relationship with the creation around them, creation it was cursed after the fall. And so now everything, nothing works like it was meant to work. But when Jesus came mm. and God promised Jesus in the garden, he said the seed of the woman will come and will destroy the, crush the head of the serpent and he will be bruised. So that was a, 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 the first gospel proclamation of Jesus coming, dying on the cross. He would be wounded and yet his wound would kill the serpent. I love that. Think about someone stomping on the head of a serpent and the heel is bruised, but the snake is dead. And so Jesus came to destroy the enemy. And when he did that, that made reconciliation with God possible. And so through Jesus Christ, his shed blood, the very first primary relationship that we were created for was restored. We can have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the very first thing Jesus does is takes the hand of God and the hand of man, and we're reconciled. Amen. We go from being his enemies to his children, from his foe to his friend, and he loves us, and he sees us as perfect. We're, in, we're covered by the blood of Christ. He sees Jesus when he looks at us. And then guess what happens? When we have that peace with God, then we learn to have peace with who he created us to be. The shame's gone. The guilt's gone. We have peace within ourselves. Then we can start learning how to relate to other people because when you're at peace within yourself, then you can relate to others, that third relationship. And marriages can be healed. Addictions can be healed. You can start loving your children and your wife and your parents and all the other relationships in your life the way you were created to because the relationship with God is repaired and the relationship with yourself and then you can love others and then that fourth relationship we were created to work we were created to do something to make a difference and guys i know it's just a podcast but that's part of what we're doing here this yes, isn't sir. easy this is hard work ministry's hard work people work in construction they are glorifying god because of the redemption of jesus christ that allows us to make a difference so for me, that is just a beautiful picture of the gospel that the four major relationships we were created for, that sin destroyed, Jesus came and he redeemed every aspect of who we are. And the Bible even tells us that he's redeeming all of creation. And one day he's coming back as the Prince of Peace to set everything right the way it was meant to be. And we're not gonna live in a world with death. We're not gonna live in a world with separation or guilt or shame we're gonna live in a perfect society where jesus is king of kings and lord of lords and that is the gospel jesus came to reconcile us to the father and when we're reconciled to the father we have peace within ourselves we have peace with our brothers and sisters and we can do what we were created 
to do. Man, that's awesome. Well, Nathan, when you were talking, I thought about Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, you know, that we apply the gospel to our lives as employees because Jesus was a servant. We apply mm. the gospel to our parenting because Jesus makes our relationship right with the Father. We apply the gospel mm. to our marriage in that Jesus, through the gospel, demonstrated the greatest act of selflessness the world has ever known. We apply the gospel to every part of our lives. And Philippians 1.27, that we're to only let our manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So it it is all of life. It saturates all of life. And mm. probably one of the most offensive false accusations that have been made that has been made against us is that we don't love the gospel, we don't know the gospel, we don't believe the gospel. All three of us have been changed by the gospel. All three of us cherish the gospel. Mm. Our mm. deepest affection is for the gospel. And um, I just love, guys, that you can articulate the gospel. It, it makes mm. it an honor to do this podcast. It's good news, and good news is worth sharing. It, it reminds me, I was at the hospital back when I was a pastor, you know, before I was a youth pastor, and I was walking <laughs> through the hospitals back when you could do hospital visitation, and yeah. I was walking down the hallway, and as I approached this room, I heard this guy just going, yes, woohoo!" and I have no idea who this guy was, but he come walking out of the room about the time I got there, he grabbed me by the shoulders, and he shook me, and he was like, yeah, she's all right, and then he went on down the hallway, and I was like, what just happened? I, the nurse come following out, and she said, ma'am, I said, what's up with that guy? She goes, he just got good news, and he's telling everybody about it. And I was wow. like, you know what? That's wow. what we are with the gospel, as enthusiastic Man. as that guy is. Come to find out, that guy's wife had been in the hospital about three months, and she was going home, and he wanted to tell everybody. He grabbed mm -hmm. me. This, I mean, I was a, two feet taller than him, and he about picked me up. He was so excited. <laughs> And that's what we get to do with the gospel. We get to share life-changing news with mm -hmm. those who are going from death to life with the yeah. gospel, the power of the gospel. And I always think about that old man, and I'm like, am I as fired up to share the good news of wow. the gospel with everybody as that man was to share that mm -hmm. good news that day? That is yeah. awesome. And one of the biggest disservices to the gospel is when the gospel gets boiled down to a little package presentation if You're you right. died tonight, would you would you go to heaven or hell? I I think some people have really good intentions behind that, but if if your gospel only exists to get you into heaven or to get out of hell, what's missing in that gospel presentation? God. Yes. We were yeah. created to know and love and worship God, and Jesus came primarily to reconcile us to God. Yeah, he did. John Piper says it like this, the critical question for our generation and for every generation is this, if you could have heaven with no sickness, with all the friends you ever had on earth and all the food you ever liked and all the leisure activities you ever enjoyed and all the natural beauties you ever saw, all the physical pleasures you ever tasted and no human conflict or any natural disasters, could you be satisfied in heaven if Christ were not there. Mm. And if you can say yes to that, then you're worshiping yourself. You're not worshiping Jesus. You're not worshiping God. Mm. Jesus reconciles us with the Father because God is the gospel. He's the good news. It's all about knowing him and having a relationship with him. Well, mm. you know, one of my favorite lines ever 
is whom having not seen you love. Mm. I've never seen Jesus, but I already love him with all my heart. It reminds me, you know, when Denise was pregnant with each of our daughters, yeah, I hadn't seen them, but I already deeply love them. Mm. And the moment I caught a glimpse of them, yeah. It was a love unlike any other love I had ever known. And and because of the gospel and knowing who Jesus is, praise the Lord, and what he's done, I already love him with all of my heart. And I just think about that moment when faith becomes sight. Mm. And I have the opportunity, as Job said, to see him with my own eyes and not for another Jesus is the treasure of heaven. Yeah. We, yeah. we don't sing about the street of gold or the walls of Jasper or the gates of pearl or no sickness, no pain, no death, you know, as if that is somehow competition for the glory that belongs to Christ. When, when we get to heaven, I truly believe it will be Jesus that fully and completely mm. captivates our attention. You know, in the same way that uh, when the servant went to find a bride for Isaac, he saw her and they ran to meet each other. Just mm. imagine when we finally see Jesus and we have the opportunity to fall on our faces before him mm. and glorify him and honor him because then, guys, and only then, we, will we realize the fullness of the wealth of the gospel. Yeah, man, I love I love the promise that Jesus gave in John chapter 20 after he told Thomas to come put your hand and place it in my side and don't disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him and made that awesome proclamation, my Lord and my God. Yeah. Then Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? He said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Guys, we've mm. never seen him face to face, but I love him because he first loved me, and I cannot wait to experience life the way it was truly meant to be lived. I'm just going to tell you, I live an awesome life. I love my job. I love this podcast. I love all the friends I've made. I love my wife. I love my kids. Man, I am absolutely blessed. If I die tonight, not only do I know that I would go to heaven rather than hell, hey, but I know that I am blessed. Like I have lived a full life and in yeah. 45 years. And man, but I've got so much more to look forward to. We can't even imagine the glories that heaven has in store for us. Yeah. And here's what I think that we have to understand, especially to this group that we are talking to, to these folks that hear that it's, it's just the man of God that presents the gospel. You are called to yeah. live out the gospel. God wants us to be part of the answer and the solution. And I always go back to the, the Samaritan and the Levite and the priest. You know, I mean, here's what we have to understand is it, it doesn't take the man of God just only living out the gospel. We can live that out. Grace is the yeah. qualifier. The cross is the great equalizer, and come we can on. come boldly before his throne. You are qualified. He wants to use you. He died mm. for you. He's given you gifts and abilities 
to speak to individuals. And the good news, man, that's worth sharing. That's what we have to realize is that God has called us, and because we're growing in the gospel, we share that good news. We were the travelers on the road that he had mercy and compassion on. I think too many times I've heard the story of the Good Samaritan, and it's like, go be the Good Samaritan and help the poor. No, we were the ones yes. that had to yeah. have the Samaritan come to us. We were dead in the trespasses of our sin, and Jesus stepped yes. out of heaven. He didn't just have pity on us. He had compassion on Amen. us. He put our foot on a rock, a new song in our mouth. He mm. picked us up. He bandaged our wounds. That's the gospel. Wow. When we couldn't get to God, he came to us. Mm. Man, let's Man. take an offering, boys. That's straight up fire, <laughs> JC. Wow. We having some church up in here. Yeah. Hearing Nathan <laughs> talk just a moment ago about heaven and us talking about heaven. Mm. You know, guys, that also points my attention to think about our Christian brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Goodness. Yeah. You know, mm. think about this. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him take up his mm. cross daily and follow me. And whoever will save his life will lose it for my sake. You know, to the American church, that seems completely foreign because mm -hmm. we, we really don't sacrifice anything at all. We're to the extent that people think that attending a church service for an hour on Sunday morning is them really giving something up. But tonight... Mm -hmm. Our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan is clinging to the promise that if they lose their lives for the sake of Christ, they're going to find it and they're going to save it. And, you know, Sunday I was trying to talk to our church family about that. And I, I, don't, I don't mean to be so somber, but this is just where my heart's at right now. Sunday, guys, I just broke down and wept just thinking about the fact that for them – persecution for the sake of the gospel is real mm -hmm. and so the thing that causes them to give their lives is believing that in the gospel there is a hope that transcends life a hope that is eternal mm -hmm. and right now our brothers and sisters in afghanistan will lay their lives down and guys i don't comprehend this i'm getting ready to say it then nathan i'm going to quickly pass mm -hmm. this off to one of you because I don't know where to go after this, but I can say this, the gospel is so great and the reward of the gospel is gonna be so glorious. Whatever sacrifice they make and whatever pain they endure, the gospel will make it more than worth it because the sufferings mm. of this present world will not even be worthy to be compared to the glory that's gonna be revealed. Yeah. yeah. I got to thinking about that today, Brian. I mean, we, we've got a lot of Americans that won't go to church because we're afraid of a virus, and yet they're ready to give their life for the cause of the gospel. Yeah. I, I was reading this week, I don't know why it popped up, but you remember a couple years ago when ISIS was beheading all those people, and they took those 21 men out to the beach, and it was that somber picture of 21 guys on the beach in orange jumpsuits and ISIS behind them. And one of those guys looked completely different than all the others. It was an African-American man. Uh, his name is actually Matthew. I can't remember his last name, Aguayo or something like that. But the story is, and I read up on that man, the other 20 were construction workers who were kidnapped. And he just happened to be kidnapped with them. And all of those 20 were Christians. He didn't know these guys, but a few days 
but their faith was so strong that as they knelt at that beach, they gave him the opportunity to recant, to say, I'm, I'm not a follower of Jesus. And his last words, as all 20 of these men were dying and crying out Jesus, his last words were, their God is my God, as his life was taken. And I was challenged like, wow. by these people, of the stories that we're seeing of people that won't leave Afghanistan because they're called there to go take the gospel, yeah. and they know that they're going to meet Jesus. I saw a quote today that said the people that have just been meeting Jesus, we know they're going to meet him within the next two weeks. Like they know they are ready to die. And it's like yeah. a reminder to say, hey, here's where we're at. This is an actual reality. This is bigger than COVID or the Delta variant. Like our life is literally getting ready to be taken. But because of the gospel, they won't quit. And that yeah. is the joy that is set before them. And they're enduring that cross. And man, they're going to receive their reward very soon. Yeah. That's awesome. Looking unto Jesus. He, he's the, the one that showed us how we should live. And he, yeah. he did go through the cross so that we could, we could have life. And yeah. he is, he's our Savior. He's our Lord. But he's also our model. We, we yeah. want to be more like him. We want to grow more into the image and be molded and pressed into the image of Christ. And Brian, I appreciate you bringing that up, man, because we do need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ Mm -hmm. And especially the ones that are suffering and going through things that we've never had to face. And JC, that that even brings the point that you made home even more that we have to share that good news. Yes, I, I, one of my one of my best buddies in this world is Matthew Logan. He's the guy who Hope Church voted in as the next lead teaching pastor when I resigned and came to the calling here in Anderson, South Carolina, at Gospel Light. And Matthew shared his story multiple times in men's groups and shared it with me personally. And I just remember the power of his testimony. I love hearing people's testimonies. And he shared it with me. He said, I was a construction worker. He is, he's a crane operator. And he said, I was on the job and this guy walked up to me and handed me a Bible and said, I challenge you to read through the Gospel of John and come back to me when you're finished and tell me that Jesus is not everything he claimed to be. And he mm. said, I took that guy up on his challenge. He was lost. He said, I took him up on his challenge. He said, about halfway through the book of John, he said, God just captured his heart and said, Jesus is who he says he is. And you need to believe in him. And, and he, he read the whole story of the gospel and everything. And he gave his heart and his life to Jesus Christ and went back to that guy at work and said, man, I believe. And, awesome. you know, anybody can do it. that. You don't yeah. have to preach a sermon. You don't even have to share one of the presentations that you, one of us just shared. You can simply say, hey, I challenge you to read the Gospel of John and tell me what you think about Jesus. Or send someone an email or tweet something or you know, send them a text message, whatever. Listen, I, I know that there's some people that believe that Justin Bieber isn't saved, and I know we're taking a left turn here, but <laughs> I watched that boy do a concert the other night. Thousands of people sitting in this arena. Carrie Job's up there singing Blessing. Judah Smith delivered the gospel as clear as I've ever heard presented. Justin Bieber said, listen, I, here I am. Like, here's all of me, God. Yes, is it perfect? Does it fit into our legalistic tendencies? And it, is that why we're recovering fundamentalists? Because we think that it has to look a certain way in order for his salvation to be right. But I think that's like a modern Saul to Paul. Like there's people that's like, no, I don't think Justin Bieber's quite saved. I don't think Kanye's quite saved yet. Who are we to judge if their salvation is real or not? The gospel can save anybody, anytime, anywhere. And 
That's why we've got to present it. We've always heard it said there's nobody too far gone that the grace of God can't reach. Live it. Hey, guys, I want to pray for those in Afghanistan. Can we do that? Let's do it. Father, in the strong name of King Jesus, uh, we come before you right now lifting up our brothers and our sisters in Afghanistan. God, who at this very moment are being martyred, being persecuted for the sake of the gospel. We know that your name is strong. We know that your name is powerful, that you give them that peace that passes understanding in this moment because things do not make sense. God, we pray that you be with them as uh, they are facing death. Give them that peace that when they take their last breath here, they take their first with you in your presence. God, beyond the shadow of what this life is made of, I pray that we will look with eyes that see you and know that life's bitter hurts and pains and sorrows that we will never understand. I pray that we can see beyond this shadow and stand on your grace. As your love for us demands, we lay down the burdens, the sorrows, the doubts, the fears, the worries, the anxieties, the fears, the depressions. God, we stand on your grace. We build a life that is founded in the gospel, our solid foundation that no matter what comes, we're able to stand. God, I pray for uh, each one of uh, my friends on this podcast, for Brian, as he's continuing to reach Danville with the gospel. God, that you'll give him strength and endurance and power to preach boldly the truth. For Nathan there in Anderson, South Carolina, God, that you'll just give him the strength to continue to stand tall in a world of giants and to proclaim the gospel. God, for these college students and high school students here in Statesboro, 27,000 students a mile and a half away from the church. God, give us favor to be able to take the gospel to these young people who desperately need to hear about the power of Jesus and what he can do in their lives. For our RFP fam, God, I pray that you will light a fire underneath us that we will that we will be just like that old man in the hospital and we will proclaim good news from the top of the mountain to the valley to the hillside all over it proclaiming the goodness of who you are and what you can do in our lives. God, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for what he has done in our lives. And I pray that we will love you so much that out of that we love others, a genuine love for others, and that we live sent on mission, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're doing, proclaiming the truth of who you are. In the strong name of King Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, I cannot tell you how good it is to be back recording. And RFP fam, mm. you heard it here first. JC Groves is a Justin Bieber fan. I am. I'm a believer. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Tweet that, Brednick. Yes. <laughs> uh, somebody's going to run with that. I know they are. Yep. <laughs> well, guys, man, it's been a blast, hadn't it? Yeah. We're back, baby. Love it. That new intro is fire. It really is. It really is. You know what we haven't done? We haven't thanked the patrons of Patreon Dude. for all their support and helping us just get through this sabbatical. We spent so yeah. much time out on our yachts and playing golf <laughs> and uh, our cabanas at the In beach. The club. Yeah. In the club. What? Making it re- what are we talking about? Hey, yeah. we want to thank the patrons of Patreon thank for all you. of their support and uh, helping us with our overhead, our monthly overhead, and uh, we just thank you for, for doing that. We also want to thank Free Life Soap, because I don't know about yes. y'all, but I got a 
new shipment of soap yes, in. Yes, I did. Yes, sir. And it was great. And for those that are coming to Bourbon, Missouri, you're going to get some free life soap as well as some RFP honorary doctorates on American yep. flag genuine paper. Ooh, it's great. Come on. And we got to show our patrons a little bit of love this week. They got to hear the hot new fire intro a little bit early. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, this episode, guys, think about it. We're ending with Free Life Soap. We've been from everything from the gospel to Justin Bieber. I think this is one of my favorite episodes. Mine too. Mine too. I've absolutely loved it. Just love being back here with you guys. And looking forward to being in Bourbon, Missouri, where we can all see each other face-to-face. It's coming up quick. Go to recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the Meetup tab and come and join us in Bourbon, Missouri. It's going to be a weekend to remember, that's for sure. Guys, it's been fun. We'll see you next week. Be sweet. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.